Welcome to another episode of the Totally Bias NBA podcast. Right now, it is 11.03 p.m. on September 23rd, 2020. And right now, technically, the Heat-Celtics game is still not over yet. But yeah, it is pretty much. The Celtics are down nine with one minute left. And, you know, we should probably call it there. It's not going to. There's not. The Celtics are not going to come back nine points in a minute. So what went wrong this game? I mean, what went right, really? The Celtics did not play well at all. Jason Tatum was scoreless in the first half. He was 0 for 7. He went off in the second, but it was ultimately not enough. Marcus Smart is shooting not great, you know, as usual. Which, it's, it's whatever. It's whatever. Uh, Tyler Hero went off for 35 points, which I guess it happens. I mean, Tyler Hero is just... Great player. There's nothing much to say about it. Uh, I think the thing that hurts Celtics fans the most is that the Celtics are going to draft Tyler Hero. But because they lost a coin flip uh, against the Miami Heat, they were one pick behind the Heat. The Heat had 13, and the Celtics had 14. And the Heat was able to grab onto Tyler Hero when you know, Celtics really wanted him. Uh, I think that hurts the most for Celtics fans. But you know, it's one of those things that like, you, 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 get some, you get some pick right, you don't get some picks right. And this is one of those times where you don't get that picture, right? So, uh, the Celtics, the main thing the Celtics did wrong was turnovers. The Celtics turned the ball over way too many times. There were some really bad passes, some pretty bogus offensive foul, travels, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate that the Celtics are played this bad in a near-elimination game. We all know how important it is to win a game four when you're down 2-1. To avoid the 3-1 hole, which, you know, as much as people want you to think, it's easy to come back from. No, it's not. A 3-1 hole technically is pretty much game over for the series. Nuggets did it twice this series, but, I mean, come on. It's whatever. It's whatever. So, what do the Celtics do from here? The Celtics right now are down 3-1 against the Miami Heat team that's just been on the roll. And uh, we have to win three straight. I'm a Celtics fan, and this, uh, this podcast is called Totally Biased NBA Podcast. So as a homer, I should technically be a little more hopeful than what I am right now. But I really can't. The Celtics have shown that they can't play from ahead, losing game one and two after choking double-digit leads. And the Celtics proved that they can't they can play from behind. They wasn't able to win any games when they were ever, you know, down. For example, this game, the Celtics really never led. They led for like one for a little bit in the second quarter and then a little bit again in the fourth. And those were like one possession leads. So really, the Celtics never led anything this entire game. So basically what we've seen is this supposedly resilient team can't win anything, no matter if they're up or, or they're behind. And I think it's unfortunate. I think the Celtics really, this is unfortunate. Uh, the Celtics dug themselves into a really big hole right now, and they're down 3-1 against one of the most resilient teams in the league with a very good head coach. And then they really got carved up by a rookie for 35 points. Now, if it was Kendrick Nunn, I would probably be a little more mad, but at least it's Tyler Hero. 
You know, Tyler Hero is a great player. And I honestly expected Tyler Hero to be able to do this. So I'm not as pissed off as, say, if Kendrick Nunn really tore us up for 35. So what do we go do from here? Duncan Robinson, our, their best three-point shooter, shot... Hor- they, he didn't make a 3-0 game. He has three points off three free throws. And we just... <laughs> we just straight up crapped the bed in the offensive end, too. We couldn't score anything. Turnovers after turnovers after turnovers. I'm very impressed by how Jason Tatum was able to carry us in the second. At this point, I don't know what to say. The Celtics are just straight up not playing good. There's no way to sugarcoat it. They're just not playing good. So, real, really, what, what should Celtics do? The Celtics obviously should do all the things that we've told them to do since the onset, which is start strong and attack the zone. Attack the zone from the middle. Attack the basket. Go to the rim. Get fouled. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, go to the rim, get fouled. That's how you should attack the zone. And then if all things goes wrong, kick out for a corner three. Which there were like plenty of open corner threes, just no one could hit them this game. I don't know what to say. I mean, the Celtics, the Celtics lost this game uh, pretty early on. And uh, the Celtics right now are down 3-1 against the Miami Heat. So, Brad Stevens, first of all, needs to tell the team to tighten their passing. The, off of the Miami defense scheme is great, and it forced a lot of turnovers on the Celtics' end. But more often than not, those turnovers are self-inflicted. The Celtics are the ones who are basically self-inflicting those turnovers. They are making bad passes. They are throwing passes over people's heads. So really, you can't foul. You can't really can't fault Miami for it. You really can't fault Miami's defense for it. You just have to look at the Celtics. Look at ourselves. Look at how we have not passed the ball well whatsoever. And uh, more importantly, the refs didn't help the cause. Tony Brothers and Scott Foster. I mean, they kind of knew before this game, like I said in the last podcast. You know, I kind of knew that with Scott Foster and Tony Brothers, Celtics weren't going to get much calls. And the Celtics got free throws. That's not the problem. The problem is the bogus offensive fouls. You know, and a carry called on Kemba Walker who was a Wanamaker in the second, which I'm pretty sure that's the first carry call in the entire playoffs. So, realistically, it's pretty, that's, that's pretty much what happened in this game. We let Tyler Hero go off, didn't double him, him in time. Brad Stevens didn't coach great. We had a lot of turnovers, missed a lot of open shots. And that's how you lose. That's how you lose any game. And to be honest, whatever. At this point, the Celtics are backs are you know, against the wall again. Honestly, the Celtics' backs have been against the wall for the last two games. Yet they win one, they lose one. Now their backs are still against the wall, and we can't win. And we can't lose another one anymore. We're finally in the brink of elimination. After this entire playoff run, the Celtics have played honestly pretty impressive. Uh, the Celtics have cruised through the first round, battled in seven against the defending champions, and right now. They're in the conference finals. They're down 3-1, but they're still in the conference finals. Do I think the Celtics can come back? I don't know. I'm really not sure. Uh, I want to stay hopeful as a Celtics fan and believe, right? I mean, that's the only thing you can do as a fan. 
is to believe. That's the best thing you can do. You can't impact the game any other way. I mean, you can't impact the game at all, but you know, you gotta believe. So that's what I will do for the foreseeable future. But right now, in the heat of the moment, I don't think I have that much hope for this team. And uh, realistically, if the Celtics, you know, somehow win three straight, kudos to the Celtics. I doubted them. I shouldn't have. But realistically speaking, they're going to probably get dealt in five or six. And uh, we are thinking of next season. Next season, next season, we always like to think about next season. And the Celtics fans have been saying next season for the last five years. And that's, that's, that sucks. Back in 16-17, when we got bounced by LeBron in five in these conference finals, we thought, thought about next season with the first pick. And then when 17-18, when we made the Eastern Conference Finals, we thought about next season. After being dumped by LeBron in seven, we thought about next season. We thought about how we had Kyrie and Hayward who were both hurt and how they're going to come back and make us a title contender. Last season, we thought about next season. We thought about when Kyrie would be probably off the team or we would have traded for AD. And at last, this season, Celtics fans are again thinking of next season. We're thinking of how you know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to continue to develop. And maybe we'll pick up some shooter in the draft. I want to pick Aaron A. Smith so bad because I think he's a great shooter and I think the Celtics need him. So please, Danny Ainge, please do whatever you can to please get Aaron A. Smith. I'm begging you. Now, free agent-wise, I mean, the Celtics don't have cash base, so there's not really much free agency we can work on. Gordon Hayward is our only uh, player that has some contract, you know, problems right now. Uh, he has a player option that's like $38 million. I, I mean, if I were him, not 38, like 33, I don't know, 30-something million dollars. And if I were him, I would take it. But you don't know. Maybe he wants to test the waters of free agency, which I hope he comes back to the Celtics next year. I think he's a very integral piece of this team. Uh, in addition, we have uh, Anders Cantor, who was on the team option with $5 million, and I don't know what Danny Ainge is going to do about that. On the other hand, as much as we, have to, we can be hopeful for the next season, we need to realize that players are getting old. Uh, Kimba Walker is getting older and it is very obvious that he is he's old he's getting older his knees are not holding up you know his knees are holding his knees are really not holding up and and he is getting slower he is definitely getting slower and the age is catching up to him so the Celtics need to figure it out and either write out Campbell's last great contract or deal him for some young point guard so that's pretty much all there is to look forward to next season. This podcast is very much reactionary. This podcast is right after Celtics supposedly lost the game. So I, there's not much quality analysis. It's more like me as a Celtics fan ranting about this team that disappointed me. But now, after calming down for like two minutes, really, can we really be disappointed in this team? Let's be honest. How... How far did we think this team was going to go this year? I didn't think this team was going to come this far. I thought this team wasn't going to be as bad as people say they are. You know, this team is going to be not going to be like an ace seed. Like I was pretty sure this team is not going to be an ace seed. As most people predicted it to be like seventh or eighth seed. But I also didn't think they were going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And if you ask, if you ask me, this has been a pretty, it's been a lovely season. 
I've enjoyed the season thoroughly. And uh, the Celtics have, in the playoffs, performed pretty great, to be honest. Brad Stevens went head-to-head against Nick Nurse. Uh, and uh, we swept the Sixers, which, no matter, no matter how bad the Sixers are, it always feels so incredible. It's just so incredible to, uh, to sweep the Sixers. It's just a good feeling. So, the Celtics, no matter if they lose the next game and guess get gentlemen swept, or if they just, you know, somehow win the series, I will, I will be very impressed by this team. I'll be beyond impressed by how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have established themselves as young stars. I'm impressed by how Kemba Walker stood up to be a leader. How Gordon Hayward really solidified his spot as a sixth man and absolutely bolstered our bench. And I'm impressed by how Marcus Smart has elevated himself to be one of the best defensive guards in the league. Top two, because he's an all-defense first team at the guard position. Of course, the rookies. I can't forget about the rookies. Grant Williams, he, he's basically our mini Draymond Green. He can defend, and he's been pretty good shooting the three this playoffs. Carson Edwards, I mean, he's struggled. He's an undersized shooter, so he's bound to struggle a little bit in the league. We'll see how he does. I'm hopeful. Draymond Waters, our 5'11 point guard. No, he's actually not 5'11", my bad. He's 5'8", and he's, he's actually the G League's uh, Rookie of the Year, so man's got potential. Last but not least, Romeo Langford. This guy has had a very turbulent rookie year, injury-wise. He came into the league with a risk, you know, like a thumb injury problem that prevented him from shooting that well in Indiana. He came in, played some minutes, showed some great, great defense, and uh, got some quad issues, uh, sprained his ankle, and then sprained it again. And now he's out in the year with a wrist problem. So he's had a pretty tumultuous uh, rookie season. And he has shown great defense, amazing athleticism. He had two great putback dunks against the Thunder and against the Nets. Those were really athletic plays. And Romeo Langford, he's amazing. Not great. He's not, I'm sorry, not amazing, to be honest. He's, he's a good defender. He, he has demonstrated he can score a little bit. But his shooting has been very lackluster, and he has not gotten that many minutes for that reason. So definitely not better than, definitely near, not nearly as good as Tyra Hero. But I think he can, he, he's worth looking at for about another year or two before dealing him away. In this draft, we have, I think, two first-round picks? Three. Three first-round picks. We have, like, the 14th pick or 15th pick from Memphis. We have our own 24th or 20, some 24th pick, and then we have the 30th pick for uh, Milwaukee. And we can see what Danny Ainge does from there. I, think, I don't think he's going to draft three players. Highly doubt it. So he's probably going to make some kind of package and do some magic with it. I believe in DA. And uh, we'll see what he does in the draft. Now, really, the Celtics lost by three. The Celtics, at the end, lost by three. 
The Celtics lost 112-109 and are now officially down 3-1. <laughs> now, after I've been rambling on about 15 minutes, they, the game has officially ended. And the Celtics have officially dug themselves into a 3-1 hole. As I mentioned before, no matter how the Celtics do in the coming games, I will be very impressed by this team. But right now, can the Celtics come back from 3-1? Maybe, to be honest. The Celtics can, Celtics can stick to what worked, eliminate turnovers, and play hard. This sounds so cliche, play hard. But that's exactly what the Celtics need to do at this moment. They have not shown enough effort as Miami. And I, I get it, they're tired. They are tired. They are uh, emotionally also pretty stressed and exhausted. They played a seven-game series last round, and they are right now down 3-1, and that must be pretty emotionally tasking. But I want to believe in this team, and I will for, so what, last couple of games, you know? At most, I'm disappointed once more, you know? And then the Celtics will be out in the playoffs, and we can officially look on to next season. I hope the Celtics can... Make splash in the offseason, highly doubt it. And uh, before then, I hope the Celtics stay resilient. I hope they can at least put up a great fight before leaving the bubble. Show us some promise. Show the Celtics fans some promise. And let's hope Danny Ainge was able to draft well next season and bring us a good player. On the other hand, uh, the Nuggets beat the Lakers last game, actually nearly choking a 20-point lead late in the fourth. The Lakers came back, nearly tying the game, but Kyle Kuzma, being the clutch player he is, clutched the game out for for Denver. He missed some key threes. He had a ridiculous pump fake. Like, he was wide open, and he just pumped fake, and then took the three. I don't know, who were you pump faking? The air? I remember Kyle Kuzma made this statement the other day when he made a game winner against, I'm pretty sure the Nuggets back in the bubble. He was like, I don't care if it's Jesus in front of me, I'm going to shoot. So I guess it's pump faking Jesus Christ. It's the only, only reasonable explanation for that dumb play. Nuggets, Jamal Murray went off. Played great. And the Nuggets are back in it, boys. The Nuggets are only down 2-1. Now, no matter what the Lakers does, no matter the Lakers win or lose next game, the Nuggets are still in it, pretty much. Because if they win, the Nuggets win. The series is tied 2-2. It's a new series. Best of three. If the Nuggets lose, they will be officially down 3-1, which we all know how Nuggets do with 3-1 leads. They decimate them. And the Nuggets are looking good. I think they look great. AD, Dwight Howard, and Jerome McGee combined for two rebounds. No, four rebounds. I'm sorry, four rebounds, which is it's pathetic. Like, come on, you're going against Jeremy Grant and uh, Jokic, and you put up four rebounds, all three of you combined? Uh, Jeremy Grant, speaking of, played great. He dropped, I think, 26 points, dropped some key threes. You know, he played amazing. And the Nuggets are back in it. Uh, do I think the Nuggets will win? Nope. Do I think they have a shot now? Absolutely. And I will enjoy this series as long as the Nuggets are in it. Because as a Celtics fan, the worst thing that could happen in the season is the Lakers winning a championship. So, go Nuggets. And I hope Jamal Murray and Jokic can keep this up. 
that's pretty much all that's happened recently in the league from since my last episode. And at this point, um, I am I don't know what else much to say. Uh, at this point, the Celtics have played four games in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they've lost three. Two of the losses, I thought that for sure the Celtics were gonna win, but. This one, this last game, I was not nearly as mad because I knew the Celtics were not looking good from the onset. So, right now, as a fan, I will keep supporting this team. I will say Celtics in seven for as long as I need to, because that's what I am. That's I am a fan, and the fan. There, you, yes, you can be rational as a fan, but there's no fun in that. You have to ride with your team. Even when they're down three-one against a very great team, you know when you choked away two double-digit leads in game one and two, you still have to be with your team, you have to support them, and you still have to believe in them. That is the plight of being a fan of a team that's not like by far the best team in the league. So at this point, Celtics, come on. Do I realistically think the Celtics can come back from three-one? Not really. I think this is the series pretty much done.、Uh, there will be like one or two more games played, but I think Miami can pretty much win the series pretty easily. But I still believe in the Celtics. I will say Celtics in seven for as long as I can, and and I will continue believing this squad that has carried us this far, carried Celtics fans into the Eastern Conference Finals. When realistically, what we expect is is at most a、uh, second round exit. So, Brad Stevens and the players Jason Tatum, Jaden Brown, Kemba, Gordo, Marcus Smart, Daniel Tice, Grant Williams, Robert Williams. Those are pretty much our rotation guys, and、uh, yeah, Brad Wanamaker. You know, go out there and win Game Five. Where else you guys will be leaving the bubble? Last note: Congratulations to Gordon Hayward, whose wife Robin Hayward has safely. Birth a、uh, child, a boy, who was named Gordon Theodore Hayward.、Uh, I think Gordon Theodore is by far the widest name in the world, but that's just an opinion. And、uh, congratulations to Gordon for being a dad once again for the fourth time, and congratulations to the Hayward household for having such a safe delivery. And at least this day is not all bad. Go Celtics! Do not go gentle into the good night, my friends. Celtics in seven, and thank you again for listening to the Totally Biased NBA podcast. If you like this episode, or you just like hearing a Celtics fan absolutely miserable and ranting, please give us a five star review. Subscribe、uh, in whatever platform you see appropriate, and、uh, I will see you guys next time. Where either I will be probably tomorrow. I will be looking. Uh, recapping the Nuggets Lakers game,、uh, game five and no game four. I'm sorry, and hopefully their game four goes a little better than the Celtics one here. After that, I will be looking forward to the game five of the Eastern Conference Finals, and after that, it will either be me being hopelessly hopeful、uh, toward game six, or it's going to be me talking about offseason stuff. So thanks again for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day.